All right, guys, welcome to Crossover. You guys excited to be here? Who's excited to be here? I am so excited to be here. I want to welcome my first-time visitors. If you're a first-time visitor, raise your hand. Nice. Give them a clap. Yes. It's so awesome to have you here. What's your name? Carrie. And then we got Christina. And then you've been here before. Have you? No. What's your name? David. Nice to meet you, David. Welcome to Crossover. Yes, it's so awesome to have you guys here today. We're about to get into the Word, so if you guys can get your Bibles out. And if Ricky can turn to John chapter 15, verse 1. It's so awesome to be up here. I feel like it's been forever. Man, last week we had an awesome time. We had a purity ceremony, and we do have the pictures up, so we're going to play them at the end, show them at the end. We had a great time. If you did not receive your purity ring, just see me at the end, and I have those for you. Um, We did get them in, so just come up to me and let me know. Also, um, we are having small groups, I know as Andrew mentioned, not this coming Friday, but the Friday after that. And what we're doing is a good bye party to all the missionaries that are leaving to Mexico this summer. So we're going to have a nice barbecue, and we're doing potluck. So if you're interested in coming and joining us, it's going to be a great time. There's going to be a sign-up sheet in the back, and you can bring whatever you want, okay? Somebody bring coffee for me. I'm just kidding. All right? It's going to be a great time. Um, Do you guys, are we there? All right. Man, I just want to start off by saying man, the Lord is doing some awesome things. Just testimonies after testimony after testimony I'm hearing in people's lives and how God is moving. Um, the point of the small groups, you know, of this time after the message, um, we have lots of time to, to share stories, man. Sit down with someone and just ask them, what is God doing in your life? What is God showing you? Because, man, I'm hearing some amazing testimonies, amazing testimonies of people going out witnessing, you know, if you... Come up to me after service. I'll tell you about the experience that we had at Hollywood Grill just Friday. It was just amazing, powerful. It was so Holy Ghost, you know, like you knew it was Jesus. Um, And just take some time and get to know people and testify, you know, the point of of God revealing himself over and over to you so you could testify and you could tell other people about what he is doing in your life. Do you believe it? Say amen. Amen. All right. We're talking about the vine and the branches today. Um, So we're going to go read John 15, 1 through 8. All right. All right, I'm going to read. I am the true vine. Okay, first of all, here's Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you. I have to tell you this. Jesus Christ is talking to his disciples. Um, He's walking, and apparently he's on the way to the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's talking to his disciples about some very important business. So keep your eye out, all right? It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch in me that bears... Did I read that already? He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Everybody say nothing. Nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Okay, we're going to stop there. 
Man, there's so much in, in this passage. And I believe that this sums up our walk with God. This, just this passage right here, Jesus Christ explains who he is. He explains his role. He explains the Father's role and our role and our purpose. Many people in this room don't know their calling, don't know what they're called to do. You know, I don't know if I'm supposed to work with children or work with, you know, adults. I don't know if I'm called to the, um, here in the States or I'm called to the nations. You know what? Just bear fruit. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Bear fruit wherever you go for God's glory. That's the bottom line, all right? In this passage, we learn, we understand who Jesus Christ is, all right? He refers to himself as the true vine. So if there's a true vine, there must be a false vine, correct? But Jesus Christ here, he is the true vine. The Father is the who? Somebody tell me. He's the gardener. And us, the believers, or people who claim to know Christ, we are the branches, correct? I love it how it says here in 15.5, he says, he repeats himself again, and he says, I am the vine, just in case you got it mixed up, and you are the branches. That's beautiful. You know, he repeats himself twice, just in case you didn't get it right. In that song that we just sang, you are God and I am man. You know, it's like we need to get it right. We need to understand that. He is the vine, and we are the branches. And when we get that revelation you know, I get it every now and then. I'm like, man, why am I trying so hard to do this? This is all about God. Apart from him, I can do nothing. I need to get that revelation. And here Jesus Christ is telling his disciples over and over again, this is who I am. This is who the Father is. This is who you are. This is my role. He is the vine. And as the vine, he, he brings in, he brings the nutrients. He pours into us. He pours into us and the Father. And we as the branches, we need to, we need to get pruned every now and then, right? We need to get pruned, and, and in your pruning is good. Everybody say pruning is good. Yes, yeah, good. Sometimes it doesn't feel good, though, you know. But the Father prunes us, the branches. We are the branches, and he prunes us. Good. If you bear good fruit, you are going to be pruned. Why? To bear more fruit for the kingdom of God. You know, if you remain the same, if, if God doesn't prune you and take out bits and pieces of you that do not belong, you will not continue to bear more fruit. Now, the ones who do not bear fruit, the branches that are there will be cut off. Do you understand? There are people, there are believers right now who are not bearing fruit, who are stagnant, who do not want the pruning, who say no when the pruning comes their way and are stagnant and are remaining and say, I have done, you know, I, I worked in the youth group, you know, I did my thing. Now it's time for me just to come to church, you know, every now and then when it feels right. And that's it. This is a scary passage to me. We're going to read this bottom part right one more time where it talks about being thrown away. It says, I'm going to read starting in five. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up. They're picked up. They're thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. So I'm going to stop there. Apart from the vine, we are picked up. We are, we are thrown away. Well, first of all, we're cut off. Then somebody comes and picks us up. Okay, he says we're picked up and thrown away. Who do you think is waiting for you to be cut off? Who is waiting for you, ready to see you fail, ready to see you get disconnected from the vine, from Jesus Christ? It's the enemy who crawls around waiting to devour you, waiting to devour us who are, wait, who are just 
keep, you know, staying away from God. We're putting that distance between us and the Lord. We do that. We put that distance because we are not remaining in him. And the enemy is waiting to pick us up to destroy us, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. We need to remain in God. It's that simple. Those branches who are there, you know, all of us, they've made some promises, of course. They're people, and those are called superficial commitments. Those branches, they have made commitments with their mouths. They have claimed to know Jesus. Have you ever met any of those people? You go out into the street and you begin to preach. Oh, I accepted Jesus when I was in high school. I, you know, it's just like that. Or, or, you know, I go to church on Sundays and it means absolutely nothing. Do you know somebody like that? Those branches, man, oh my goodness. If you are bearing good fruit in your life, you are setting an example for that person. If you are bearing good fruit and if the light is shining through you, that person probably doesn't like you. That person probably gets annoyed when you're around. Let me tell you that. If you are bearing good fruit, because it is up to us to make those people feel uncomfortable. I'm telling you, we need to make people feel uncomfortable in their sin. We need to make people feel uncomfortable when they are in the comfort zone. It is our job because they will be thrown away. They will be thrown away. They will be burned. This is serious business, man. I love it, though, because Jesus says all you have to do, it's so simple. Remain in me. And I will remain in you. Have you ever seen a branch off on the street? It, do you see it bearing fruit on itself? By itself? Absolutely not. It does not. It needs to stay connected to the tree. And that is us. How do we stay connected? We stay connected through the word of God. We stay connected through prayer. Prayer, daily prayer. Walking in prayer. Walking in worship and not just on Sundays. I'm so serious, guys. We need to make ourselves get on our knees before the King of Kings. It is that serious. You know, we can come here and we can cry out and and we can lift up our hands, but it needs to happen when you are at home by yourself. Because I'm telling you, if you do not remain in Him on a day-to-day basis, you will be cut off. You will start getting, getting filled up by the things of this world. And you will no longer be with Him. Earlier today, oh, wait, I'll get to that later. Okay. Let's get into some other scripture right now. We can all turn to Matthew 21, 18, and I'll get there too. It says, the fig tree withers. This is Jesus. He's walking. It says, early in the morning, as he was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Immediately, the tree withered. Do you understand? Here comes Jesus Christ, and he's hungry, and he's expecting to find food on this tree. He's expecting to find something that's going to fill him up. And because there's nothing there, the tree withered. He said, may you never bear fruit again. And I think this is a perfect example of how many Christians today, they claim to know Christ, they claim him with his mouth, with their mouths, and then people come to them and they're expecting to find fruit. They're expecting to find something good in them. You know, maybe they can pray for me. Maybe they have some words, you know, to make me feel better, or maybe they can lead me unto the Lord. You know, a lot of people sometimes are scared to ask, how do I accept Jesus? How do I change? How do I become what you have become? But if you are not bearing fruit, you have absolutely nothing to offer. Your purpose in this life, our purpose, my purpose, is to bear good fruit. And if someone can, is coming up to me and I have nothing to offer, my purpose is gone. I'm not fulfilling my purpose, and that is a scary, 
scary thing. We need to bear good fruit. And by fruit, we are not talking about just souls. Going out and, and souls bearing fruit in your personal life, in your attitude, in your character, in your speech, in your in- integrity. You know, who are you when you're alone? We talked about that before. That is bearing fruit. You know, if we turn to Galatians 5.17, we talk about the, the fruit of uh, the Spirit. You all know the fruit of the Spirit? Yes? Did you learn it in Sunday school? I learned it in summer internship two years ago. Okay? And we're going to go through that. Nancy's a good teacher. Um, Galatians 5.22. This is the fruit of the Spirit. And let me tell you, this is not a complete list. This is not like, okay, this is the fruit of the Spirit, you know, nine things, and that's it. That's all the Spirit gets. This is just a summary. We've studied this, and, and there's much, much that the Spirit brings. But this is just, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have been crucified, have, have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. This is a Christian. A Christian bears Christianity, all right? That's that's what a Christian does, okay? As a Christian, that's what you do. You bear these things. And if you're not, if you're struggling with a couple of these things, let me tell you, the Lord is going to start pruning. But you need to be ready. You need to be ready for that and, and not hide when God comes to you and says, you know what, you don't have self-control when it comes to watching TV. You don't have self-control on the Internet. You know, you don't have patience when you're driving down the street, when you're driving down diversity, you know, or faithfulness. You lack faithfulness, and if you, if it's okay. It's quite all right not to be perfect, but you need to understand that apart from him, we can do absolutely nothing. The Bible talks about knowing people by their fruit, right? You can tell by meeting someone just like that. You can tell in their speech. That's their fruit. They, people don't, I didn't always talk the way that I did. When I talk, I try to speak words of life. I try. I'm working. You know? And if people can tell that I'm not like everybody else. And I pray that everybody here can say the same thing. We are not like this world. And that is, that is fruit in our lives. You understand? I walked out here this earlier today before crossover, and every time somebody passed by, I went to talk to them. And I don't know why I was doing that. I don't usually do that. Um, I was working on, on uh, some things, my homework. And, um, and I walked out, and I ran out. I saw this couple, and I'm like, I'm going to go talk to them. And they were, like, walking past me, so I ran after them. And I was like, hi, can I talk to you? They're like, uh, it was a couple, uh, about Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. And then they walked away, you know. Um, and then... This lady, this old lady, and I thought she was, okay, I thought she was Polish, and I didn't think I was going to be able to communicate with her. But I'm like, no, 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 I, I'm going to go talk to her. And it turns out she wasn't Polish, she's Puerto Rican. So, <laughs> I know, I was just bad. But anyways, talk, I, immediately, the, oh, I wanted to see if I could talk to you about Jesus. I'm going to church, she tells me. I'm going, I go to the street, to church on the street. Oh, the Lord, and you know, it's not just the church going, Oh, I love God. You know what I'm saying? You know, I rebuke that devil because the devil uses my sons against me. And, and, oh, I just bind him up right now in the name of Jesus. And she starts stomping. And I'm like, at the bus, bus stop, you know, and I need you to pray, you know, and I want you guys, you guys are a young church, you know, come talk to my children. That's fruit in her speech. You can tell. You can tell the difference. You know, you meet so many people when we go to Wright College. Oh, I know Jesus. Oh, yeah, I've been born again. Yeah, but I don't like talking about him. You know what I'm saying? 
Those people will be cut off and thrown away. Cut off and thrown away. And that should put fear deep down inside of us. You know, and that, let us never become prideful if we are bearing good fruit. We need to remember that it's all because of him. Because apart from him, we can do nothing. All right. So here's the thing. So what do you do? Oh, let's turn to John 8:31. This is it. It talks about you are really his disciples, right? And, Matt, and we just read in, in John. Maybe you could just put it up there for me. John 8:31. We're just going to read the top part. Jesus is saying, to the Jews who had believed in me, Jesus says, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. So what do we do to be real disciples? We hold to his teachings. What do we do to be his disciples? We hold to his teachings. If we hold to his teachings, that's loving God. We all know that. Loving God is obeying his commands. It's holding on to his teachings. If we hold to his teachings, we'll remain in him. We will bear good fruit. Amen? That's it. How do we remain in him? We hold to his teachings. We love God with every ounce of our beings. We do not get satisfied in the things of this world. We do not. We push away those desires. The lady was talking about, I used to get satisfied on nothing. And when I went home, I had nothing. She was testifying to how much she loved God and how much she needed him. And you could just see it in her face and in her voice. You could hear it. If you hold to his teachings, this woman is now holding on to his teachings, believing and standing on every single word that God has given her. And that is what we do as Christians. We hold on to the teachings of God. We remain in him and he remains in us. It's that simple. Just like he says, come near to me and I will come near to you. God is not playing games with us. He wants us just as much as he, we desire him, he desires us ten times more. And we don't even know. We should get a revelation, pray for a revelation of how much God loves us. So here we understand in this role when we see the vine, the gardener, and the branch. God Almighty, the gardener, had a choice. He had a choice to send his one and only son, and he did it. He didn't have to do it. Jesus Christ had a choice to be obedient unto death, to redeem us. He was obedient. He had a choice. And now today as the branches, we have a choice. Do we remain in him? Is this temporary? Or will we be stagnant when we are 50, 60 years old? Or will we remain in him to the end of our days? Jesus, Lord God Almighty, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, that you make it so easy for us, dear God. I thank you, Jesus, that you call us, that you desire us, dear God. I pray, O God, that we would remain in you, O King, to the end of our days, that we would never be stagnant, O God, that we would never be comfortable, Lord. I pray that we would let your Holy Spirit prune everything that is not of you, Lord. Cut away, dear God, every hindrance, dear God, every obstacle, dear God, that is in us, O God. Cut away every ounce of sin, dear God. That's